dick and move Javante Davis Living young, got room for patience This a dope podcast, it ain't drugs when we move in Houston, we got a problem, taking off like the Rockets This a three-man weed coming at you with topics Get to hit me with logic, baby, showtime's back You slow, catch up, you run a 4-9 flat It's imperative, transitioning from changing the narrative You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week Come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week We come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it Yo, what's going on, good people? We are back once again This episode here, episode 44. Yes, sir. Something special, man. It's near and dear to me, Hill and Cannon, because it's a great milestone, man. It's uh, it's our anniversary, dude. One year anniversary, yo. We made it one year in the pod. It's amazing. Facts, the people that have been along with this journey have seen the growth, like the social media is growing. My daughter noticed, she know the theme song, you know, it's like it's it's crazy. crazy. From where we started to now, so we've only gotten, you know, better, a little bit more polished, a little bit more experience, and we still barely even scratch the surface. We still got a lot more we need to learn, still a lot more we can improve, and that's why we put it all one of our little supporters to really give us feedback, give us honest feedback. We try to make sure that if you're giving us your time, we want to make sure it's worth it. We want to make sure that you're enjoying it. You're also going to hear what we have to say sparks the debate. That's why we love our supporter questions. Uh, That's why we we, we welcome all of the social media um, interaction that we can give because that's just a way that we can kind of see where everyone else's head at. how you guys feel about a certain situation. Um, so before we go any further, Hill, where can you tell where can they find us at? Oh you can catch us on all media um dang. You can catch us on all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave. You can Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. I'm Hill. I'm gonna heal regardless. That's AJ El Presidente. Cannon got mono. Oh, the what was going on with him? But you know, he was a little under the weather. You know, doctor's orders. He had to, you know, too much talking would be strenuous to his recovery. So wish him would get well. Um, piggyback on, yeah, to piggyback what you were saying earlier on our journey. Want to give a, you know, we we hold integrity very high. Absolutely. So we just not gonna report anything crazy. On top of that, we not just gonna say anything crazy. I know you may not agree with everything we we may say, but it's some logic behind it, and it's some very. And, and if you think about it, it, it's gonna you know say you may not like I said once again you may not agree. It's gonna make sense once you once you really listen. So absolutely, ain't, ain't really, no yeah, ain't no clout chasing. We wanted to make sure that we didn't. We didn't want to just come up here and just, you know, just give you our opinion. We always try to think things through logically. We try to make sure that when we say something, we're able to stand behind it and have some sort of, hey, this is why we said what we said, and some type of proof and some type of research. It may not come from your mainstream media. It may not be their research. It may be just things that, as two normal human beings, who have common sense are able to give you a common sense perspective. So that's one of the things that we like to think that we do here is really just put things in a simple form where it's just like, that makes sense. Make it make sense. Uh, so I want to jump right into it. Oh, man. Um, speaking of, you know, our perspective and making things make sense. A couple of days ago, I went on Instagram TV. Uh, I talked about the Fair Pay to Play Act uh, out there in California. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone else has been able to see, 
but uh, ESPN's very own Tim Tebow <laughs> gave his thoughts on that. And um, just kind of want to know what were your thoughts on what Tim Tebow had to say, Tim? The funny thing about it, the Tim Tebow's thoughts were were very organic. They very was authentic. They very genuine to Absolutely. his to his perspective. Absolutely. He was he was very passionate. He was very he articulated what he meant. You know, it was it it was it was good if you agree with his stance. But what he failed to realize or what he actually did articulate was the epitome of white privilege. Exactly. The fact that he had the he said he had the number one selling jersey, he didn't want to make money off it. He didn't want to make money off of it. The fact that because he didn't need money. He didn't need it. He don't he doesn't understand the struggle. And not even just the struggle, he doesn't understand what it's like just to be from the lower slash middle class. To have that check to check like where it's like, mm, and it was, it was crazy because I was like, he can't be this naive or blind to what's going on because he had he had teammates that were came from a poverty background. Like he cannot be this this, this naive and this blind and actually think that. Let's for example, he didn't actually actually think that Percy Harvin, his teammate. Actually came there because he wanted the, the the college atmosphere in Florida, and that's what and that's one of, that's one of my biggest points. What I really don't like what Tim Tebow said. He said, you know, you come here for the legacy and to be on this campus and to help your school win championships and it's about the purity. Eighty percent of his teammates most likely went there because they went there because they felt Urban Meyer was that best stepping stone to get them to the pros. They didn't get there because they were like, oh, you know, I just love Florida. Yes, some people really do love the school that they go to. But you know what? At the time, it's because that's the school that they ended up going to. It's not the school that they just, you know, this is my dream school. That happens sometimes. But once you start getting those offers in, hey, who's going who, who to give me some pros? Who's going to help me win championships? And who's going to help me get this money? Right. I mean, Reggie Bush is from Southern California, but I bet had... Uh, another school through the bag. I didn't like USC. Did anybody went there too? It just didn't really like I said. I I know he wasn't a prop. I know what he said. No, but he, but he wholeheartedly believed every single word he said. Fact. Yes. He, and hearing him talk is, makes me understand how he made it to the NFL and through like he was a right hander, even though he was a lefty. <laughs> I, that like hearing that speech alone, like you know what. He he, he he can motivate me to do anything. Facts. Except play college football. For <laughs> so, that's my point. Like, look, hey, bro, you know what? I love the passion. I love the heart. That don't that don't put no food on my table, dog. That don't keep these lights on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, like he, he, he was speaking as privilege. And then, what, and it really stuck out to me when he said, when he kind of cut Stephen A. and Max off saying, I think I have a little credibility on this issue. Oh, that was the... <laughs> and I was like... Mm-hmm. But, but... You have credibility. You, he did. As a white man. You, yes, you have credibility, but you don't... Just because you have credibility doesn't mean you can speak for everyone. That's And that's the thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, you love the purity of the game and the amateurism, but you know what? You had enough financial stability in your life where you, you can afford to make billions of dollars... For somebody else, why you taking these hits for free, bro? You, no. You had enough financial stability that you didn't really have to bounce around in the NFL. Like, let's be honest. You went through your first contract, and you didn't even make it out your first contract, and you you only bounced around what two teams, and you like, you know what? This ain't for me. They ain't, they ain't rocking with me. And where I'm really disappointed in Stephen A. Of all people, he did not press Tim Tebow at all. He was just like, mm, okay, I can what, agree with that. What did I mean, honestly? Honestly, what did you expect? Because I think if, if you sitting in that moment and you sitting in, in that moment, Tebow pulled a Tebow. That moment was hot, was was like a percentage of that speech that he gave. Remember when they lost that game? Remember when they lost that game and he gave you that speech? Oh, I would never do this again. They would never do. And, and it was so passionate. And they got caught up in the moment. And 
It made, like I said, he was, it was passionate. That was a Tebow speech. You're going to freeze. You're going to freeze in that moment. I understand that Tebow should have, I mean, not Tebow, that Stephen A. should have, like, whoa, should have backed him in the corner and told him another perspective. He should have defended us at that moment. That was his platform. That's his show. That was his time to, you know, pop out for us. And he didn't. He dropped the ball. Nicki Minaj just took over the whole first take with that speech. I'm like, dog, you're not, you're not even going to give a follow-up. He just, he just, like, Mm -hmm. Great analogy. And so I'm just like, yo, y'all just gonna, y'all not gonna say that? Y'all just gonna, that, that, that's it. I just wanted to say, on the spot, freestyle, um, passionate, your response was very articulate, articulated well. You really hit, I, I don't even really have, I didn't have nothing much to say. Like, I was so, like, at that point, like, you're my bro, so I, like, I was like, oh, yo, I'm proud of AJ right now, because, like, you really, you really popped out and really hit your points home quick. And like I said, I was proud to be part of your team on that one, right? Like I said, behind, behind Jay Billis, behind Jay Billis, you the one going to get them paid, bro. Because this is, this is something, even though I didn't play college sports, but to me, I just, I'm just very passionate about this because I just see how unfair it is, man, and how these players, they literally break their backs. You didn't, for, for these schools and you didn't pay college sports but you was a poor college student like exactly <laughs> we can relate and, and, I, and I know and another thing is like think about these players who actually go to like division 2 division 3 schools who don't like who their family who some of them actually go to these schools to play sports knowing that they're not going to get to the NFL knowing that mm -hmm. hey you know what I can leave this game with all of these concussions and not see a single dime from this yeah. ever so, well, like I said, there's always money to be around until it's time to pay these players. I'm not asking for million-dollar contracts for the college students. I'm just saying, look, hey, it's something that is way more than nothing, if, if you ask me. Especially for the time spent. You spend more than a, a, a full-time job. It's, more than, it's almost more than 40 hours a week. It's for Pretty much. Sport, especially football. That's why I, that's why I only ask for minimum wage. Like I, I wasn't asking for nothing crazy. But so we got week one and two in the books yeah. in the NFL. What have you liked that you've seen so far from some teams, man? What are your surprises going on? What are my surprises? I am. I'm not surprised to be quite honest. Okay. Every because everything that's going on. Is what I thought so far. Like the Seahawks are actually looking like the team that I really thought they could be. Yeah. They had. They had. I mean, you know, the Seahawks. I mean, uh, of course, I can talk about my Cowboys, but I'm not. Um, they're handling business. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. They had, like you say, two cupcakes on the schedule, and yeah. they handle business. Once again, but Lamar put on another performance, you know, that I was very happy about. Um, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not surprised. Like I said, the Eagles, they lost to the Falcons, which was a very Madden-esque yeah. Madden game. Like, yeah, that's like, very shocking. Who, who's really trying to, who wants to lose, basically? Like, oh, 100%. Like, but the reservation that I had about the Eagles really showed in that game, like Deshaun Jackson gets hurt, Wentz, Wentz gets hurt, the secondaries look shaky, and those were the reservations that I had at the beginning. So once they all highlighted in that game, I didn't think it was gonna come to fruition in week two. But like, it's only week two. Like, it's no need to play overreact. No need to overreact. It's no need to. It's no need to just buy your Super Bowl tickets already. It's just, you know, know what? You know what? What I'm surprised about. I'm surprised on how quick Antonio Brown just looked like Antonio Brown with Tom Brady. You know what? I'm not. Because Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is the most detail-oriented and observant coach I think we have ever witnessed. Yeah. He's, no matter who he goes against, it's almost like he knows how to exploit 
an exact weakness, and he knows how to utilize his players as best possible. I mean, when Wes Welker and Julian Edelman come in and came in the league, were, were those players that you seen like, oh, they're going to be around a while? Mm-hmm. But Bill Belichick, he was like, give me those guys. I can turn them into pro bowlers. I can turn them into not necessarily top-tier guys, but I can I can make them weapons and forces. This. So when you so when you actually give Bill Belichick someone who is actually elite top tier, they don't lose the game. <laughs> We've seen that. But all right, this is this is my thing. Antonio Brown has one of, has quickest some of the quickest feet in the league. He runs some of the best routes, but some of his routes are a little unorthodox. What we've been told from the Patriots is. If, if I tell you to run a, 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 a 10 out, you know, 10 yard out, that your foot better hit that 10 yard line and run this out. He's more of a, he put some put some little swag on his routes. More so kind of like of a mold of Chad, Chad Ochoseco, Chad Johnson. And which when he had some of the quickest feet, he ran some of the best routes. But once again, he didn't run those textbook type routes. So you know, I was a little surprised that fast. But you know what you do for elite talent? You make it work. You make adjustments. Just like I mean, Randy Moss when they when they got there, nobody ever called Randy Moss an elite route runner. But you know what they did when they got Randy Moss? They made that shit work because it's Randy Moss. And that's what, and that's what I'm saying. I, I had no reservations about when. They got Antonio Brown that it was not going to work almost instantly. That's why when I heard they got Antonio Brown, I was like, hey, he'll change possibility. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they may not win it, but they going to be there for sure. And so it's just like, yeah, man, I, I just, I honestly think, hands down, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach yeah. I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that, I mean that's easy. He's easy. I don't, and, I don't and, even know and, who's number two. That's that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in all the sports that I've ever seen. That's, I, mm, yeah. Because, like, it, we know that football is such a hard game to win because you have so many moving parts. You make it easy. You have, like, at one time, you could have 11 players on the field for just one phase of the game. And it's almost like they minimize their mistakes on all three phases so well consistently year by year it's not that they just like win and then they may not go to the playoffs for a couple years and then they win again (laughs) ever since Peyton Manning retired they've been in every single Super Bowl (laughs) what (laughs) I'm just laughing bro (laughs) cause it's sad man let's let's get to what 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 you wearing to the um, Steelers um, funeral all black <laughs> Joy, come on, join the misery, baby. Join it. Come on. Me. You know what's even crazier? <laughs> Everybody Super Bowl pick in the AFC North, the Browns. They got blown out the first game of the season. So, come on. Come on here, too. Let's, let's watch Lamar Jackson light this league up right quick. Now, this is the funny thing about that. Like, I don't wish injury on. I don't wish injury on nobody. Like I, that's what I don't do. I'm not gonna, you know, wish injury on anybody. That's 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 a fake move right there. Oh, I would never wish injury on anybody but, either. But what I did tell, what, what what I did say on this podcast, I said the Steelers need to be doing everything possible to be getting Mason Rudolph ready. Mm-hmm. And I said that because Big Ben has an injury history. Now. That's 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 not hyperbole. That's that's a fact. Like he has, 100%. he has injury history. Secondly, last week when when like say they look they look bad last week. They got tore up by the Patriots. Then they they fought this week against the Seahawks. But like I said, it was, they was all they were all preaching. Oh, we got the Kansas out of the locker room. We got got rid of Le'Veon. We got rid of Antonio Brown. We're going to be better. The morale of the locker room is going to be better and all that. It's all this and all that. You know, and then next thing you know, they lose, and everybody, oh man, we wish we had them. Like, and I just don't understand how you can get rid of cancer and what they get after the cancer because uh, the cancer, the cancer looked pretty damn good when you had it, obviously, because you would win it. You, uh, 
running game, you got Alvin Kamara, you got Latavius Murray, and, you know, when you lose the quarterback, you know, it's going to take some adjustment, period, because you want to see, you know, you got to retool your offense. But Sean Payton is an offensive cheap. He's going to put Teddy in, like you said, a position to win. So, that's going to be, I think they're going to stay afloat till till Drew Brees get back. The only, it, not the issue that I have, but the only fortunate thing that they have is their division is, is like uh, overrated. That, that was going to be my next thing. Uh, Tampa Bay? Yeah. yeah. Um, do we know what Atlanta is? We know what Atlanta is. Atlanta don't want, they don't, they they don't want to win. Like they don't want. And then you got Carolina. I mean, I don't know what's going on in Carolina. Uh, Cam throwing like Tim Tebow with his right arm. Yeah, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. So the division, so you say this overrated division that they that they in. All when they got to do is when I, when Andrew Luck came back, it took him a little bit to really get comfortable pushing the ball down the field. Yeah. So I don't know if as time gets time goes on, he's like, okay, I can do this and he gets confidence in that arm, so that's a possibility. But just right now I just really seen accuracy issues with Cam more so than I seen like actual power. Cam ain't never really been that accurate because the way Cam throws it almost like he's shot putting it and so he's always missed a lot of players high. But now it's like he, he'll miss a pound, he'll miss some short, and it's just like... Yeah, this is different, you know, though. Yeah, it, he's all over the place. So this, this right here is something a little bit different. So it's just like, uh, I, personally, I want to see Cam get his thing together. Mm-hmm. So I'm rooting for him. We rooting for you, Cam. Mm-hmm. But uh, it ain't looking too yeah, good to play for But the only thing, like I said, once again, they had two games that they could have won, that they were in. So you can be positive, but you can be optimistic about that. Like you say, just put your foot down, like, hey, let's, you know, let's get yeah, it together. Whoever, whoever called that sweep, that looked real Scott Linehan, uh, Bill Lazer-ish. Right. That was a terrible play call. That was I all. Mean, that was Cam, all. Cam Arm is bad, I don't know how much y'all trying to put him through, but when you 6'3", 240, 250. Go get that yard. Go get that yard, big dog. Yeah, go get that yard. Uh, when, 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 they, when they called that play, I might have checked out the line, like, hey, look. Omaha. Yeah. Omaha. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the job. I'm, I'm taking this thing right up to good. My thing, but if he's not healthy, you still throwing the ball 40, 50 times like that. So you might as well let him take a hit. You might as well. You know, that's that's the thing about that one. I mean, we just seen Cam uh, been in car accidents. He ain't got hit more than almost every other quarterback in the league besides about four of them. <laughs> you might, bro, this, this one, this one fourth and one ain't really going to hurt you that much. Yeah. That's the part that ain't that, that, yeah, this last four from one right here. All right, this dog, and you came back and played. Go know, ahead, take this hit. So y'all know we got a little fantasy league going on. Um, I don't really want to talk about fantasy, but uh, yeah, you got the three. Nah, I won't talk about the three man week fantasy, but yeah, that's the one. I'm good. Shout yeah. out to D White. Oh man, yeah, that's I got. You know, that's my guy, D White. Um, but. We got the three-man um, weed fantasy league. Uh, we got a lot of people in there, and what we want to do is show our gratification, our appreciation for them actually playing it. So each week we're going to have gratitude. You heard me. We got a question. <laughs> what did I say? Gratification. I think it's gratitude. Gratification didn't work. I don't think so. Dang, bro. You could have just let me rock, though. I did. Oh, my bad. I've been dragging a little bit, so I was like, what? Dang. We're going to edit that out at a point. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to let that This is what happened with Ken and I here. This is see every time. It's always something. But anyway, like I was trying to say. <laughs> I want to thank them for playing. <laughs> Basically. Yo, my guy. Oh, my guy, TJ. Global, global warfare. Very good um, fantasy player. Been a loyal supporter since day one. I gave him the first shot at giving us a, you know, a topic, something to touch on right quick. And <laughs> he sent me. <laughs> it's funny. He sent me. You know, he's a Jets fan. And they playing Monday night right now. But it's funny. He sent me Eli Manning's career record, and it's one sixteen, one sixteen. So we know for a fact that Eli's going to finish below five hundred. 
So he, he was like, come on, bro. That's not Hall of Fame numbers. That's not a Hall of Fame like. And I know the whole thing went around. You can't spell elite without Eli. Couldn't do all that. But let's be honest, bro. This is one of the most overrated quarterbacks, maybe of all time. Like, he came from a quarterback pedigree, and he riding the wave of his pops and his and his brother for the longest. Like, let's be honest right now, bro. Eli yeah. Manning might be the fourth or fifth best player in his family. Like, mm. bro, Eli Manning honestly was just, he, got, he had the pedigree. I'm not going to say he didn't do what he was supposed to do in those key moments. Thanks. But... Eli Manning should not even sniff the Hall of Fame. It should not be close. Yes, you have two Super Bowl rings, but those two Super Bowl rings came off of some mediocre years. I believe they were 9-7 both of those years. Facts, that's a fact. So it's not like Eli Manning, he was just super like lighting the league up and was in talks of being the best quarterback in the league throughout his career because you know what the Hall of Fame is? Throughout your tenure in the league, you're supposed to be looked at as one of the elite at your position. Facts. Like his brother. When his brother was in the league, it's like, is he is he the best in the game right now? You're supposed to be one of them. It, 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 to me, dog, it, this, this ain't the NBA. Yeah. This ain't the NBA Hall of Fame. When they let Bali Devi get in. Yeah, like this is the, you actually got a ball. You actually got to be like, you know what? He's the boxer. And Eli, man, to me, when... You talking about a Hall of Famer? In my eyes, if you have to convince or try and talk yourself into someone being a Hall of Famer, they're not a Hall of Famer. Like it's definitely a couple of dudes that got in. I'm like, come on, bro. Like y'all, y'all real, y'all being real generous. Exactly, and like I said before, because they're all they they've been married together because it, it always happens when you're in the same draft class, yeah. especially what Archie had. Uh, Constructed to get Eli Manning out of San Diego into New York. I I take Philip Rivers in the Hall of Fame way before I put Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame. Yes, Eli Manning has those two Super Bowls, but if you just look at purely skill and uh, just straight talent, to me, Philip Rivers takes the cake. Like to me, it's no debate. No debate. I'm taking Philip Rivers over Eli Manning. To be and quite so, honest, though, I'd be cool if both of them don't get in. Oh, no, 100%. But to me, I think Phillip Rivers has a better chance than Eli Manning, even though Eli Manning has a Super Bowl. If you just look up career stats, what you consider them as. Because, remember, Phillip Rivers had some elite years. Even though they didn't necessarily make it, I put that on a lot of their coaching staff also, and not just on Phillip Rivers, their team, how they did. Like, they went, they had 14 and two seasons. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? But then he turned into a whole thought in the playoffs, like, 100%, but he had elite seasons, though. You know, it's a, it's a, even though he never got that trip, there's been, there's been players who have, you know, they've been elite, like like I said, before Peyton Manning got his Super Bowl, so it was like, he always let up in the playoffs. Mind you, yes, it was against some tough competition, it was almost like he could not get over the, the Patriots, but eventually he got a Super Bowl. I mean, I, I, that, that one in Denver, he was basically a shell of himself, but, they needed him though. They needed him when it came time to do what he had to do. Yeah. He did what he had to do. But just off of purely skill, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard as hell to win a Super Bowl. It's hard as hell to win a Super Bowl. So, yeah. to me personally, when it comes to all time great stats, to me, the Super Bowl isn't the end all be all person because, like we said in our previous segment, it's so many moving parts on the football field. It, it's, it's hard. It's hard. The Patriots have us jaded, where it's like, oh, you just just because you walk on the field and you you have a great, you're supposed to win it. Nah, it don't it don't work like that. I know. I told a um, told a Giants fan, I'm like, please don't play Danny Jones this year. Nope. What's the he point? He don't deserve that. He don't deserve it. Just let Eli Eli's career is over. Let him get CTE and. <laughs> Honestly, if he got CT, nobody would notice. Have you seen the look on Eli's face? Yeah, that, yeah, they could diagnose that at all. My thing is though, just don't. I mean, you don't have you don't have wide receiver weapons. To be quite honest, you don't have the right weapons. Yeah, Sterling Shepard was out with a concussion, but got Cody Lattimore. Like for real, like the only viable real weapon is Evan Ingram. 
You still gotta uh, you gotta improve offensive line, but they're not really that. You know what I'm saying? They're not really that good yet. It's like, why would you throw? Why would you? What is the benefit of Daniel Jones getting thrown out there right now? You don't want your quarterback seeing ghosts. Not even David Carson. It's the David Carson syndrome. Not even that. Let's let's say let's say for example, let's say for instance that Daniel Jones comes in here and he lights it up. All you're doing now is just messing up your draft slot. So it's yeah. like, yo, okay, y'all gonna be just good enough to just mess up your draft spot. It's gonna be the difference between you drafting a Khalil Mack and you drafting a, a, a Marcus Davenport. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, but, you, but you know what? This, this, this draft coming up, from just from what it seems like, is very weak on the offensive line, which they kind of still need to build through. But outside of that, there's tons of wide receiver talent in this league. I mean, in this draft. Definitely defensive line. Defensive line talent is ridiculous in this draft. So if you want to, if you want a top flight wide receiver, or you want a, a good, you know, pass rusher, tank, tank. But I'm not tank. saying I'm not even saying tank. I'm just saying just don't mess up the, the draft spot because you will oh, be okay. in the draft. You will be one of the ones in the draft. Just don't mess oh. it up. It's the difference between you drafting fourth and you drafting thirteenth. Oh no, one hundred percent. And I don't care how. So, you know, Miami's still going to have the number one overall pick. Oh, yeah, and, of course. And, and to me, as I don't want to sound like a hater, if, if they tank and they get Tua or Herbert, they're just going to be tanking again because I just don't see those two being good in the NFL quarterbacks. We can get there when we, when we can cross that bridge when we get there. My That's thing cool. is, my, my thing about, since you brought up Miami, why isn't Josh Rosen in the game? Like, you got to at least see what you got in him. Like, just, just. But my thing is, you got to at least. But this, this is what I'm saying is, you know what you got at Fitzpatrick? Nothing, like nothing. Ain't no magic coming in Miami. So you can at least see if Josh Rosen can at least handle something, like handle something. Like, you may not have to. You, he may show you something, some glances that you know what we may have a quarterback already, and let me use his draft capital on everything else. But what you can't do is have him on the bench. And why Ronald Ryan Fitzpatrick do nothing? But you know what I think is gonna happen? They're gonna they're not gonna put in Josh Rosen because they still want that unknown to be there because at the end of the day what is the NFL NFL teams always the one they want quarterbacks. So if you don't put him in with a trash team, you're not putting trash on tape because there's nothing good around him. So you still have that opportunity to possibly trade him. Maybe a what they got? What they trade him for? A second? I don't know. I forgot. Yeah, they, they traded him for something, but you can Skip. still possibly get a draft pick for him, and so they can use that or draft capital. Things along those lines. They don't put anything battle tape. And once Brian Flores get fired, anyway, <laughs> a, new, a new coach always wants his own quarterback. So, yeah. I mean. They could possibly keep Josh Rosen on the on there just as an insurance plan, but he's not necessarily going to be the long term starter. Josh Rosen is not going to be the starter in three years. Wasn't that your guy? Years. Wasn't that your guy though? You oh, but, but, yes, that was definitely my guy. But I just want to throw that in. I still, I, I told you just the other day, I would still take Josh Rosen on my team because I still think that he was on a tanking team and. Uh, Arizona, and they wanted to bring it. Cliff Kingsbury came in. He wanted to bring his own coach. He, he, he somehow he got to Miami. I still take Josh Rosen on my team right now, and I would be like, "Yo, Andy, I'm trading you for uh, a conditional fifth round pick." And I love Andy, but I no, just, you don't. I do. <laughs> no, I you do. don't. I really do. Don't love I me really if I'm Andy. I really That's... do, but I'm just capped out, bro. I'm. I've been here long enough. I know what you are, and I need I I, I need something with some type of ceiling. <laughs> like, all right, let me let me read you back in. I don't want you to go. I don't. I, you, you, I, was, I was heading down the rabbit hole. I know. Have you oh seen Have you seen the finale? The season finale of Snowfall. Yes, and I'm still. I, I feel like I'm male. Like, if I, if I don't know if I'm crack. Okay? I don't know if I was having a flashback. 
if I was in the future, uh, like, when did this man go to college? He went to college, like I said, he went to college. When did everybody have babies? He went to college, real clean. I was like, so is this before crack, after crack? They had rehab centers back in the 80s? When did Leon have a baby with Wanda? Then on top of that, he take he come up he come up the ice bath like Cam and um, Greg Olsen out the commercial. He come out the ice bath with no wounds. How you, you just you but, just took three good. He walking with a cane and he twenty six. I'm so confused. He took three shots, ate him. He he the new Fifty Cent like, bro. Then hold on. Then what man, that? did he go to the hospital? He did, he he went to the locker room. I don't know what he like. He said he comes up, then they say he ain't out the game. He, he, the only thing I did that did make sense was the deal that he made with Reed. Reed was his teacher. With Reed was his teacher recruiter. All that. How you? Oh my god, yo, man, boy, man, boy, his squad killed everybody. They just like just ride down the block, busting in the air. We so, did, did, then no nobody shoot Jerome. Nobody shoots Jerome. Two people, two crews. They didn't shot everybody else up. Jerome just walking, cool, too cool for school. Nobody shoots Jerome. I mean, I didn't want Jerome to get shot, but I'm just I saying. Didn't want Jerome to get shot either, but you didn't shot everybody else. Why is he there? Why you sparing Jerome? It it was, but the funny thing, yeah, yeah. My wife was so mad, like she got so frustrated, like I couldn't even talk to her for like thirty minutes. But it was like it was so much symbolism, so much. They did a lot on this finale. Yeah, but I just don't know where it came from. That's that was the confusing part. But is it over? Is like do like is it over? Is it another season? I, so from what I read, I read that it got so I was so confused. I'm like, hey, did they get approved for another season, like or something? So they got another season because when after the season happened, I was like, maybe Franklin's dead. And he's just imagining what his life could have been had he not, you know, gotten involved in the stuff that he got involved in or he got out earlier. And that's why Reed was cruder and stuff like that. But then I'm like, but then how are, how are these other people still dying and, you know, and stuff like that? I was just, I bro, I was, Where was the, the babies coming from? No but bro, I literally have no answers. Okay. And, I, I'm so glad this wasn't the series finale because I know you didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I would have had to seriously put this out there like, yo, which is worse, the Game of Thrones finale or the snowfall finale? They better come out with another season, and I swear, oh god, <laughs> that they better not pull nothing like this again. Yeah. I'm writing a sternly worded letter. And another on and contrast, power's cooking up. I don't care what anybody got to say. The acting is bad, or the theme song is bad, or whatever. The storyline is cooking up. I'm a couple episodes behind because somebody won't let me watch it without them, and they're not caught up. So wow. I'm a couple episodes behind I power. I feel that. That's 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 a yeah. That's that's yeah. A, that's so, a, well. So, so a couple episodes behind of power, but so we ain't gonna, yeah, gonna talk about that. The, act, the acting is very bad. Storyline, like I'm putting I hope so, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, put your foot down. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah, you, you know what I'm about to, look, I'm about to make some demands around here. That's what, that's what you got to do sometimes, bro. Sometimes. Yeah, you know, I be trying. I be trying. Look, it's about to be some change. A change gonna come. Don't let me gas you, and and you get messed up. Don't don't just, don't let this heal gas. Don't let none of this podcast mess 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 none of this real life up. Don't let real life. <laughs> don't put the mic down and then next thing. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, I can't record this week. Oh. <laughs> yeah, cause, cause your eye black. <laughs> Get your shades. Get your shades on. Uh, well, what I want to do, what I want to do right now is I want to throw you a oop, and I ho- hopefully you catch it this week. Cause okay. 
Last, last week we had a uh, Democratic debate, which yes. I didn't watch. I chose to watch football because, right, right, right. Um, me personally, I'm voting Democrat regardless. It's job purposes. Whoever, whatever people, what they vote is what they vote. I don't get into it with people with their political stance. I'm just telling you, I have a job that's Democratic dependent. So I'm going, so I'm going to vote Democrat till that changes. We had that. We had CBC this weekend in D.C. We also had, what is it, the Revolt Summit? Yes, the Revolt Summit. Which I seen that, which was very riveting. That was the right word, Michelle? Yes, 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 yes. There yes, we yes. go. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> not the clap, though. But, which was very enlightening, very powerful. That's how most of the time, because I'm, I'm, I'm really not political, so I, 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 I lean on people I respect. And I respect a killer Mike. When he talks, I listen. As you should. And, you, should. you know, certain so, so people like like that. I'm not going to go on the whole list of what I do or who I, who, right, 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 who, right. Who I value. But that's what I do. Because I'm not, if you come in the hill for politics, you, you better turn around. <laughs> you, you lost. So, what I want to do is give you the time or, the, uh, you know, Explain what was going on this weekend, you know, or what's going. Are we in trouble? Are Democrats in trouble? Oh, Trump getting another turn, bro. Uh, look, I, everyone that I've, that has asked me, I had a debate. Uh, what was it on Sunday about the debates and everything? Trump gonna win because the Democrats are gonna do exactly what they did to lose to Trump the first time. They're gonna pick the candidate that they think. Is the most popular and will get black people to vote. That's why they picked Hillary. The best candidate in 2016 was Bernie Sanders. The best candidate for the black people and minority was Bernie Sanders. But what happens is Bernie Sanders, he's too radical with his policies that like the centralists and those like borderline Democrats, they don't necessarily like what he's talking about because Bernie Sanders look he was like all oh, this all oh, this gotta change climate change yeah it's real we gotta fix that uh, this whole uh, systematic and uh, criminal justice system that we have going on yeah all that gotta change Bernie Sanders he's here to overthrow the powers that be so all these top you know one percent people who get their pocket screens off of the politics and 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 and, and this such. He's trying to shut all that down. He's trying to be actually for the people and what he's supposed to be is a politician of the people. But what's hurting his case is he look like a mad scientist, bro. He look like he, he all disheveled. He look like Einstein, his hair all over the place. He's old and when he talk, he angry because he's so passionate because Bernie Sanders really sees, like I feel like Bernie Sanders is like, has come to the future. Um, Ah, oh, you're um, gonna get him messing that up. Yeah, I feel like that's him. I feel like that's Bernie Sanders reincarnated. He came from the future, and he's seen what happens if he don't become the president. All, like, all this shit's gonna crash and burn. He's like, no, I'm trying to tell y'all, put me in office. I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna take us to the public land. Uh, California not gonna break off from America. Uh, Antarctica not gonna uh, flood the earth because everything froze. It, he's just trying to warn us, and nobody's listening. Can 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 I interject? Absolutely. Is it? He's always been this radical. He's always been this amped up and passionate. Is it? Do you think he's being extra Bernie now because he's seen how Trump is acting in his term or how his term, how his campaign came to fruition, and how he's acting in office? Are you are you thinking he's using that game plan? To try to fuel his support, I think it's organic. I think it's just kind of how he is, and what the the chain of events have really brought him to. It's just like, yo, how can you? Like, I need y'all. We gotta do this. And Bernie and I think Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are the two best shots that we have to really make change. I think 
Democrats are either going to go Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, which I think Trump is going to wipe the floor with either one of those if they ever get into a debate. I just think because you can bring up so much in Joe Biden and Kamala's past, especially uh, Kamala Harris, you have a lot of those centralists, and you know, not to necessarily say um, it's going to be hard for a woman, let alone a black woman, to kind of get the middle to upper class white man vote. And that's just being honest. What Kamala would have to do is she would have to really organize a lot of the young folks and the young voters. And I think it's going to be hard, especially when people kind of dig up her past and her inconsistencies and what she's talking about now and what she has actually put into action when she was the uh, district attorney in California. And so it's just like, mm, it's going to hurt her. And so my, my idea is like, look, Joe Biden, I think Joe Biden got CT. He'd be forgetting everything. He literally got on stage and told a story and got the timing of the story wrong, the, um, the, the person and what he, like, he was there for, he got it wrong. He even got his involvement in what he actually did and why he was in the story wrong. Can I, um... Can Bro, I, how did you get how you were involved in this wrong? Can I, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. When he was a, when he, when he was vice president, can quote, correct me if I'm wrong, everybody loved Joe Biden. You know what? Because no. Joe, Joe Biden didn't speak that often. And now, that, and now that he's speaking, we realize that, like, hey, he's kind of stupid. Now, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Don't give me, no, no. That, that's a fact. But listen, but, like, everybody loved Joe. Once again, like, once, he didn't speak. Yeah. You know why? You know why everybody loved Joe? Because Joe rode for Obama. It seemed like Joe rode for Obama and was like, nah, this is my man. Hold it. I, I'm holding down. So, so when he became like, a, so when he became a candidate, now all of a sudden his past comes comes to the light, and I'm sitting there like, now everybody just against Joe. I'm like, and once again, you know, I'm not you, political, you, 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 so you know, you know why. It's starting to come to the light. Think of it like when Kyrie Irving was with the Cavaliers. Kyrie Irving, he was he was doing his thing. He was getting all this praise. Then he went to the Celtics. All of his flaws start getting exposed. It's like, are you really a leader? Are you really this? Can you really handle this? People start digging into kind of like the nuances of his game and saying, can you really win with them? Things like that. It's the same as Joe. When you Obama's vice president, you a sidekick, only your positives get exposed. Mm-hmm. But when you become the man, oh, they gonna start digging in they gonna start digging a little deeper. They're gonna pull them layers back. And that's what's happening to Joe Biden. Wow. Now now that he's in the he's in the limelight, people are starting to dig back on how he voted on policies. People are starting to dig back onto his history, and now people are actually asking him questions directly, and now he has to answer them as his own man and not as Obama would. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That that now that brought everything to fruition for me. Like that made sense. See, you knew who you was talking to, mm-hmm. and you sold it. Like, damn, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, you sold that. I'm like, bro, that that made perfect sense to me. Cause that analogy just hit, but that that revolt summit, which I that, that's what I really went back and looked at, and I seen. Yeah, Mike shut that shit down. Oh man, like he started, he started hitting on points that, which I've had conversation with people before, and they saw it. I'm like, okay, I heard this before. This makes sense. I noticed, I noticed what he's talking about. This Absolutely. makes sense, and he charged, and he and he made it, he made it make sense. So, yes. and it's that's like.
like politicians. They don't break it down in a way where it's like, I don't know about politics. You, you, you're talking to me about all these policy, policies, using these terms, and going back to these past cases. I don't know about none of that. Talk to me. How can it benefit me? And I think that's that's what a lot of what Keller Mike does, and um, that's why I really respect what he's doing. And one thing that he really sold me on is saying that black people need to register as independents and make them earn your vote. And mm-hmm. I, I was I was telling I was telling people this over the. We don't ever do our research. We just do it because we're supposed to. We go to this. We go to this church and we follow this because that's just what we do. That's what our parents did. That's what we, that's what we was told to do. We Democrats is because that's just what we was told to do. But what Keller Mike said is be independent and tell them if you want the if you want the black vote. These are our most pressing issues. We may not all agree on every single one of them, but as a whole. We all experience this, and this is what we need. Can you meet them? If not, I'll let you. But what he said, like, uh, piggyback on that, when he was like, okay, you got a point. Okay, you got a point. Okay, you got a point. Can we all come together and come as one and have a whole game plan and present it to whoever that we're talking to? And I'm like, that's what we've been saying on here for the longest. Like, can Absolutely. We- Right, and that was I'm like, bro, he made it sound so simple. I'm like, and I'm I'm like, hold on, I've been seeing Killer Mike like everywhere. I've seen him on the Breakfast Club. I've seen him on CNN. I've seen him. I, you know, we we've seen he's visible. Why hasn't this message been like been on the platform for the masses that we all can marinate with? Because of it's it's just now becoming expected from a man named Killer Mike to talk to you about <laughs> politics and how to better your people. Because it's like a lot of people like think of not your not your mom, but your mom's mom. If she heard a man named Killer Mike trying to tell her how to better her people, she's gonna be like, What? Yeah. And so, sometimes the messenger can mask the message. And I think previously that's what's being done. But now, in the millennial age that we're in and where we control so much power and our our generation becoming the generation, now that message isn't getting lost. We're starting to understand and we're starting to hear because he's talking to us and he is one of us. Well, that was good. Yeah. But we got you know, soon, Cannon. Yeah, cause yeah, that was, he know he definitely would have jumped in on that. You know, Cannon. As people know, Cannon, Cannon definitely loves politics. I'm not gonna say he loves politics, but he's definitely very informative with politics. So yeah. he definitely would have had his two cents in, and we definitely gonna have a social media debate about it. We are gonna definitely talk about it. The conversation doesn't have to die. That's just not my strong suit. So I can see to my brothers that, that you know, them pop out. Throw the hoop, like I said. Throw the hoop. We didn't know it. You know, make sure they catch it. Um, we on um all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave. We on Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave underscore. We have a Facebook group, Three Man Weave group. Um, you can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Cowboys are two and zero. Um, I'm Hill. It's AJ. We out, baby. And the Beagles suck. <laughs> we out.